All right, welcome back. We've actually got something useful to talk about today. So we're going to go through some of the projects that are launching on Coinbase's L2 base. Um, just before we get started, I keep getting shouted out by Henry, our editor. He keeps telling me to tell people to subscribe and like, because apparently there's a shitload of people who watch it regularly who don't like <laughs> subscribe. So um, I'm going to ask now, just so I don't forget and don't let my uh, younger brother shout at me for, for not doing general housekeeping rules when recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How are you both doing? Yeah, good. You're going good. really good. I do, I do like how uh, it went from executive producer of the Blockmates podcast to me brother. To me brother. I don't <laughs> want to get shouted out of my brother because he is an absolute tank. Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever see his brother, he is an absolute weapon. Ninja, bodybuilder, MMA fighter, everything. It's insane. I'll just tell me, mum. Mum, mum. No, he's built like a toothpick, so... He's, he's of no threat to me. Um, so just before we get started, the, there's been a, some rumors of announcement from us. So we've leaked the new branding. We've leaked some we, of the... We, we leaked our own branding. Take note, everybody. <laughs> we, we leaked our own branding. <laughs> we've, we've, we've been very leaky. We've been like had very leaky pipes this week. So we leaked the, our own branding. We've leaked one of the traits for the NFT collection for the LARP and we've leaked that we're going to be at Token 249 and we've got a side event going on but um, just to put out there there is a side event happening but it's basically filled if I'm not mistaken Dan but what we're going to do is effectively on each day we'll just tell everyone where we're at if you're in Singapore we're just going to go and get some beers Jedi's paying for the round so just come and order a top yes. selfie yourself. So. <laughs> I'm paying for the rounds. That's definitely a leaky proposition if I ever heard of it. <laughs> and one more final one more final announcement. We've got a new show, a new channel coming on YouTube called Still Early. Uh, we wanted to make a podcast that is discussing emerging trends before they actually become trends and just having a look at some areas of the ecosystem that people aren't necessarily looking at and seeing what's going to happen with kind of consumer-facing apps. So that's going to be starting soon, so keep an eye out. I know there's <laughs> it's like 80, 80 people subscribed already, which is amazing. There's no there's nothing on there. <laughs> if you can find it, then we'll give you access to Discord. So just screenshot it and tag us on Twitter and we'll send you the link to get in. But yeah, keep an eye on that. We need everyone's like help and support. We're gonna make it a little bit more professional on that one, and we can just fuck about here. Um, so yeah, keep an eye on, <laughs> on that. And uh, but yeah, to get started, Dan, what's what's been happening in the newsletter this week? Um, a lot of it's been about grayscale uh, Binance and also the next uh, multi-billion-dollar industry within the crypto space. Um, we all we all. We all know that great. We all know that grayscale one, and everybody was like super bullish because like Bitcoin went from like what 25 k up to twenty six k. Then it almost spiked up to twenty seven, and wishful thinking got it to twenty eight. And there was a distant memory of thirty k a few weeks ago. Um, so we we go into depth uh, on that and um, talk about how the SEC has literally been given like a, a green light to like 
now become crypto friendly and Gary Gensler can once again go back to being Algorand shilling maxi who goes and teaches blockchain at university instead of being like the world's biggest douchebag who is holding innovation in the digital asset space in America back because you know what ladies and gentlemen the euros are up one nil because we obviously have got a bitcoin ETF here over in Europe over in Amsterdam whereas America is still trying to work out what the fuck they're doing so we go into that, and then the next multi-billion-dollar industry in crypto, uh, which I personally believe is going to be the Telegram bot industry. Um, so we kick it, kick it with that. Look at a few different projects on there, um, and I'll just give you my little uh, little bull case on it. We have had, I mean, there's been, you know, like the the interesting thing about this any bear market really, but this one particularly is just how quickly things move in and out of the kind of like people's attention and kind of like tease each other and say we've got the attention span of goldfish. But interesting thing around Telegram bots and the significance thereof is that they've been around for longer than those three seconds and they just seem to get more momentum and even more kind of like centered around the user experience, not only in terms of making it user-friendly, but also rewarding and essentially kind of like dishing out that real yield stuff. I mean, there's a couple that really do take the, the profitability of what they're earning, give them back to the holders. Um, yeah, there's quite a few really cool ones. And I think it's just like you say, it's going to evolve, it's going to grow, and it's going to be huge. What I find interesting, and I've mentioned this before, is that, you know, everyone's investing in these things and these like tools of the trade, because essentially, that's what it is, that are essentially going to land up out trading them essentially out trading themselves. It's kind of like, how am I going to out meta myself in this process? Sniper bots, all that kind of stuff is just going to make trading on chain so bloody efficient. Um, and you have to, you're, you're going to, essentially you're going to have to use this stuff if you want to be on par with everybody else. Yeah, there's a few good ones, isn't there? Like some of the ones that mm. are, the, the, snipe, the sniping bots are really impressive. Some of the, just the general trading ones. <laughs> I'm hearing there's some interesting stuff coming out of the NOLO camp, but it needs to be confirmed before we kind of talk about it because I don't want to say something wrong, but that should be early next week. So there's like, it's just cool innovation, isn't it? Like what you're seeing, I might have like alluded to this quite a bit, but so apologies if I'm repeating myself, but what you're seeing is like the industry saying UX and UI sucks like ass, mm. like, complete sucks dick. Like it needs to improve in any which way. <laughs> well, it does really. Like if you th if you yeah, think about it, like you know when everyone's like, "Oh, music NFTs are gonna be like, it's gonna onboard like fucking the biggest artists in the world because they can sell direct. They don't need to go." But I, I can't imagine fucking Bono is gonna sign up to MetaMask and then. <laughs> send ETH from a centralized exchange and then sign a transaction and probably get like his life savings rugs from him. But that's not going to happen. Like if you could, if you could do social signing through Google or some kind of, uh, you know, traditional kind of signing method that has really simple two factor authentication, don't have to worry about seed phrases and shit like that, then maybe. So it's like, as soon as we start seeing account abstraction and different ways to have user in users interacting with these apps, um, then the likes of your music NFTs might become a thing. But for, for now, I think we're still just in that very rudimentary phase where we understand that UI UX is, is dog shit. 
Um, so these Telegram bots have came out of kind of nowhere and streamlined that process. The Friends Tech sign-up has showed how easy it can be. So I think as a whole, the industry is certainly moving to to becoming more like a consumer-facing app. Um, but I think this is just a different solution to, to that problem, I think. Yeah, definitely is the place. And what's, uh, uh, what's crazy is, sorry, I was going to say, well, what's crazy is a lot of these bots that are here now, I remember using them about a year ago and I had yeah. a really, I won't say the name of it because the dev was, ended up being a complete fucking dick and rugged it. But I had this like mirror, <laughs> I had this mirror sniper and the guy had created like an absolute banging back end of tools where you, you could literally take a, a contract put it into like, you know, this generator, whatever. And it would show you all a full list of snipers on it. And it would show you their last 10 trades. So you could kind of see which sniper wallets were getting early, which sniper wallets were actually getting early in on a lot of tokens. So then you could actually just mirror snipe them. And what you'd find is a lot of these guys were running like 10 wallets. So you'd have them literally within like milliseconds of each other. And when you actually followed them into a trade, I remember probably one of the best ones. I ended up getting, I was, I was transaction number 11 on this contract. So you literally like bought a max wallet for absolute fucking peanuts. But I think the mm. dev must have had an argument with a guy from another project that was big back in the day, back in the bull run. He ends up, because because you obviously sign up to their wallets, I think kind of like you do with like Maestro or whatever. He ended up draining that wallet and it all just went to tits. And another one I had, which was really good, was... Um, it's very simple. It was, a, it was just a, a Telegram channel, uh, sorry, a Telegram bot you signed up to, and you could literally like flipping in our coins just instantly. It was so freaking quick. Post a contract in while I'm out, boom, 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 done. I remember I was at the gym and this like shit coin absolutely fucking, it rips, like it proper ripped. I'm there doing bicep curls. I was looking at this babe and I see it ripping on my phone because I got a notification. <laughs> and I literally logged onto the app and I dumped it. And I, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, man. You see that? That's, uh, <laughs> crypto, baby. And she just looked at me, just like, "Yeah, you're done with that." So this is. I remember. Um... I remember Dan was. Uh, what I wanted to say before Dan actually gave that very cool story is that he sp spoke relentlessly about sniper bots like over a year ago. It was kind of like, this is actually the way to do it. This is how you get an edge with, with that whole market of shit coins. And now it's that's why I'm saying it's like, how do you trade? your own meta around these sniper bots. It's really interesting. So this is Chain Edge, which is something like this is on Chain Wizards analytics too, which I think is fucking great. Um, I'm continually paying $50 a month for it because I think it's really, really good. So this has just been updated, like a little one-day summary there. You can go in and see basically just the inflows like that, Dan, like you were saying, if there's, if there's actual smart money moving, so what they've been really, really conscious of, and then I think their main, their main like asset here is because they're so in the weeds with it, they're actually continually updating these wallets that they classify as kind of quote unquote smart money. Whereas a lot of the Nansen ones, like they're very, very slow to um, react, and like a lot of like this, the wallets are like just just labeled completely wrong like people were buying that token that apparently suzu was buying the other day and it's not even not even his wallet so but with these they keep up to date so one of the main things he was saying when we did the stream with him uh was they don't consider people in the first couple of first couple of blocks who bought pepe to be smart money like that's insider money that's not smart money so they're not kind of consistently going to get 
good returns. You want people who are really, really good at the craft, and then you can actually track them based on like on this app. So, but he was kind of alluding to if anyone's listened to it or like, you can go and listen to it on YouTube that they might actually just build like an Ill- inbuilt sniper into this app, which would be like fucking amazing, really, because you could just trace the wallets through that. You see all the flows, and then basically just rattle off. Um, like but how does that? But Grant, how does that then essentially change the dynamic and the edge that you get if you've got even 50 people doing the same thing is that the bot almost then needs to be selective in terms of who it shares that information with and maybe establishes maybe through AI or algo as to, okay, well, if there's more than 30 on this, it's going to land up completely skewing this whole thing. So therefore, let's just reserve 30 people, queue them somehow, maybe a premium service. I don't know. But it's going to land. Dude, you have 100 people sniping in at the same time. I don't know if that's going to be viable. Yeah. It, with with a with product like uh, Chainage, and if they do have a sniper, what I imagine yeah. they would do is having like three different tiers. You have yes. like the, the, the base tier, which you just get like a revenue share because let's be honest, the majority of people in crypto don't have time to do crypto to the level that we do it. So if you're taking 95% of the risk out, for obviously like uh, let's say 80 percent less return but you're still generating one eth every single month from you know getting a, a chain subscription for example that's a you know for a lot of people that's 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 a huge win if you then want to like scale it up here, here comes great business ideas by the way you can do it like some of the shitcoin projects are doing and like they'll have different tiers and in each tier you might have like a contract analyzer that will tell you um how many snipers are in it how many times it's been called uh what alpha wallets are actually in there and then that can then start to be for those people who want to do a little bit more sleuthing or want to make an actual educational decision based on the information presented to them yeah wasn't wasn't isn't one of the others there's like a a bidding auction to be included in the sniper bot and then you can take extract revenue share from it that way around so like based on the demand like like that's, I think that was, uh, I think that's how one of the functions work. But yeah, like, but if you you got to think, like, this is all just markets maturing, and this is this is why. Like, I know this is like a microcosm of what actually happens in traditional finance, but this is why people would pay millions upon millions, if not like tens and or hundreds of millions, to be as close to fucking physical service to make sure their transactions are getting processed in high frequency yeah. trading as physically possible and like yeah. the whole flash boy, all flash boys book is about that and like the extent that people would go so to make sure that their transactions weren't getting front run but this is just like the signs of a mature market and democratizing the tools to enable people to be able to do to do these kind of in block transactions where something comes onto the something is effectively created and sniped within the first block like a lot of people have Saying our god complain and say like, oh, the most the industry can do is trade a lot of fucking shitcoin telegram trading bots. And I was like, yeah, I can see why you're salty because that's the only way you've been able to fucking make money over the past couple of years by just sniping shit and then buying people's claims off them. So I was like, edges eroding for people who are kind of technically savvy, and I think it democratized a little bit. But this, this is just part and parcel of the market mature, market maturing. I think. I think it's great. I really like it. I think it's like you say, it's it's an evolution. It's necessary, and the more of this that happens, there's more stuff for people to do and experiment with, and that's just overall 
net positive for the space. Bring it on. Yeah, I'm gonna say the next narrative in the bots will be contract analyzers um, and ones that present you with like early information. Mm. So, and then, and then also be, and then just sorry, Grant, and then also just like you said, contract analyzers, and then also forcing devs that, to that, have that's, their, that's a big hint. There could be some coming soon. Forcing devs to actually have contracts that are in order, that are up to standard, and you know, all these contract sniffers come up and say, listen, this ain't worth the risk. And then it kind of like presents you with almost like a dashboard and say, you know, obviously token sniffer does that already, but I think it could be way more sophisticated with a better UI UX coming back to what Grant was saying earlier. Could you, could you imagine that? You've got this contract analyzer and it literally comes back to you and says, hey, Jedi, I don't think that's a good idea. I think you should stay away from that yeah. one. How funny and personal would that be? That would be so sick. Absolutely. I mean, look, one of the bots that's running at the moment that I've been watching really closely, and not just from what it does, but it's obviously a combination of, of the current narrative. So it's called Aimbot. It basically uses AI to go out and snipe. And then what it does is the profits that it generates from its wins are then distributed. 75% of those profits are distributed amongst token holders. Dude, that's win. That's a win, like right there. It's 25% devs hold so that's a good one for them they're using your capital to go out and snipe and then they're giving holders 75 percent it's a good model now is this is this the modern day reflection season that we're seeing <laughs> i think it's i think it's a sustainable reflection season as long as trading is happening yeah. as long as you're trading as long as you're able to trade which is obviously to infinity it will be sustainable so there's no reason why something like that can't continue to operate for years to come. They just have to evolve with whatever's current within the narrative and whether their sniper bot is capable and is ahead of the curve. It really is that. Hey, you sound like you've read the newsletter already. Jesus Christ. Did you? Is that what your newsletter covers? <laughs> yeah, I cover, I cover Aimbot and Unibot. Uh, just for like full disclosure, I don't own either of these. I was just writing about it because couldn't think of anything else to write about. <laughs> I've played it Unibot, bought it at 15, sold it at 30, thought I was such a legend in this market, doing a 2x, and clearly I was very wrong. And then I recently acquired some Aimbot just because of all the reasons I stated. <laughs> and if all else fails... We just bump my bags quickly, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and if all else fails... They can just launch their own shitcoins, snipe them, and then everyone's happy. <laughs> I never You've thought of that, like, perpetu- but you're hand- yeah, you're hundred percent right. I mean, it's created perpetual it's- motion of shitcoins. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. So the topic of today's conversation, as opposed to twenty minutes talking about shitcoin bots, even though it is juicy, juicy gossip, um, base is definitely picking up. Two thousand two hundred forty. And last month, obviously, Chain only going live. Um, oh, Solana's up 45% as well. We like to see that, but it's all gonna, it's all, it's all kind of coming to fruition now. So, there's been a few reasons. So, just a bit of a recap Coinbase's L2 is called Base, it's built using the Optimism, the OP stack from Optimism. Um, there's a few other chains launching on the OP stack, which seems to be the preferred chain of choice. I don't know if that's because of the A16 cabal and <laughs> the involvement there and they have 
every single product into their portfolio company and then they just lean on them to make one of their big dogs win. But I suppose that's how venture capital works. So, um, but yeah, there's there's been huge upticks. They've had, obviously, Frentech do its thing with, well, I think it's had 130,000 signups, which is, which is big for a layer two to get 130,000 people signing up to an application within two or three weeks. I think that's kind of, I don't, I can't imagine there's any other application that's going to do that. I, de- I certainly don't think it's going to be a DeFi app that does that. Maybe like Uniswap would have did it back in the day, but um, just because of the social elements of it, I think it's kind of cut through and it's, you know, just something fresh and something unique to see for a change as opposed to someone just copy paste in a fucking Camelot fork or some shit. So obviously the benefits super quick, super low cost. If you've used Optimism or Arbitrum, very, very similar. The interesting stuff that we've covered on here before is Coinbase has its own Web3 wallet, its own crypto wallet. There's over 100 million verified users on the Coinbase app. Um, MetaMask claims that it's got 30 million monthly active users. One, I think that'll decrease because of Rabi. Jerry, Jerry's a fucking Rabi fangirl at the minute. He just says like the best things in sliced bread. Is, but I also... Is. I don't know what number I'd put on this. If they're claiming 30 million monthly active users, I'd probably say it's an order of magnitude smaller than that of how many people are actually using it, or even maybe 20 times less than that. People have multiple, multiple wallets, and there's no way of discerning which, how many users are confirmed or tied to monthly active users so and you've also got to think about all of the contracts that are getting deployed and from developers and shit like that as well so um i'd put monthly active users anywhere from kind of one to three million max so for coinbase to and l2 to be able to onboard one hundred thirty thousand unique users for one application on an l2 i think it's it's like really really good going um and if Coinbase sneezes and onboards like one to five percent of its users, then it's it's surpassed MetaMask instantly. So, um, yeah, if you if you both tried it now, if you both tried Frentech, yes, uh, no, because my I don't know I don't know why, but like my phone kept rugging me and it wouldn't log me in via Twitter. So I'm like, oh, fuck this, just left it. Have you got an iPhone? Uh, no, I've got like a, a Samsung Galaxy because what I was going to actually do, I was going to create the biggest, best DeFi fitness channel the world had ever seen. I'd have had loads of friends doing fitness. Yeah, you need an iPhone, I think. Um, I, I think the, the concept behind it, I think we've discussed this before, is that the concept behind it is definitely sound. Um, my, my only complaint around it was that... It, suppose it's with anything is that it just really suited you know the top 10 influences in the space at the end of the day Hmm. you know it's kind of like it was a one trick it was a one trick pony from that perspective but i think in terms of its delivery and ui ux it just showed how easy it is if you do it correctly like just how quickly you can get an uptick you know i mean it was really impressive from that perspective yeah, the um, it's just money begets money. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's a classic and, example of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, and like the bonding curve for prices as well. I think it kind of dissuades prices from going overly too high because 
it's definitely not linear. I think it's I think it's definitely exponential. So every time someone buys, the price increases a little bit more drastically each time, and then it just becomes cost prohibitive over like what 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 was like the Colby's Holdings like um, how many like race has got two hundred and five keys that they're now called now and uh, why doesn't it say the price our oh, key price is 2.6 so you're getting up to 2.6 ETH for 205 holders so even when you're getting up to like 100 holders key holders it's coming in at like 0.7 even like average person's not going to pay that to just sit in a room and speak to someone. It just doesn't make any financial sense whatsoever. So the bond curve was a little bit too steep, I think, but they might reduce that over time, I can imagine, just to make it a little bit more easier. But then again, do you want to dilute how many people are in the room? Like, it's just, I don't know, a lot of problems that are solved. It was funny over last weekend when they implemented media, so you could send images, and then all yeah. the OnlyFans girls on there, their keys went ballistic. <laughs> but it looks like it's returned to the norm now, and crypto guys are back in at the top so it looks like we're ventured into I mean, the real world touch grass and race, is, race is the founder isn't he is yeah, race okay. the founder of it yeah okay um yeah i mean I, I think the controversy around this whole thing came out that if you go and if you leave and you go to a fork we're going to penalize you and they quickly retracted mm. that that was really interesting it was kind of like a little bit of ego being bruised and like you if you leave I'm going to throw my toys out the cot and you're not going to get the rewards that you deserve. And it was very funny um, yeah. to see. Like, it just shows how immature like some aspects of the space are. <laughs> I mean, there's, I, he's, he's created quite a few social ideas and kind of experiments before. And I think this one's like the real one that's actually stuck. So I imagine emotions are very, very high. I can't imagine what you'd be like if we'd created this. You'd be fucking shouting at everyone on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, right, already, if they if they go anywhere on, else, I'm going to castrate them. <laughs> hold on a second. I already shouted everybody else. I think it would be way worse than what you just illustrated. But 10x, dude. <laughs> you should be like, it's war. You'd be like, it's war. insert their, their Twitter name because they've left it like, it's war. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Oh god! Um, not only are we not only are we docs, but you get to, you get to witness firsthand exactly how fucking out of control we really are. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, just just wait till we get to Singapore. Oh my god, that's going to be uh, that's going to be uh, rather degenerate, I think. Yeah, going to be fun. Um. So yeah, they've had that one unique sticky app. Uh, this one isn't very unique, but Aerodrome's just launched on base, so it's a Velodrome fork. I can imagine it's from the same developers because there's been a big airdrop for VE Velo stakers of um, Aero. So it's been interesting to watch this kind of play out. There's some fat APRs um, on here, so let's have a look. I've got been trying it out, got a little bit of something else that I'll bring up in a second, but there's some good incentives running. I can imagine a lot more are going to deploy over here and probably use this as their go-to decks. Um, quite quite some good stablecoin yields. Obviously, these won't be sustained. There's like a certain amount. Pool will get diluted and everything. But um, interesting to see that there is, you know, something actually launched over there because there was a lot of dexes that 
out of sheer stupidity or sheer ruggery, <laughs> just decided to act a little bit nefarious. And there was no actual reason to wait, um, to actually buy into like any Dex token or, or even deposit liquidity into it until there was already Uniswap over there. But I think Aerodrome will probably become the mainstay decks over there just because of how Velodrome was with Optimism. So 166 million TVL already, 130k in fees and over 16.4 million in volume. It's only been live for like it's number one number one app on that. It's how long has it been live for? 12 hours. 12 hours? So not bad. Not bad. You been farming anything or not tried it yet? Uh, I'm just looking now on, on deck screen at the moment. I'm seeing there is an aerodrome on base, but it only has 23k liquidity. I mean, which one is that? Just bring it up. Yeah, it won't be on there because they won't have indexed it properly from aerodrome the decks itself. So, okay. What prices it's been? Someone will, someone will have bought or farmed. Someone will have bought or farmed um, Aero, and then they'll have went and opened a pool on Uniswap to get idiots to buy in, and it'd be low liquidity at like a one percent fee, and then they just rinse them a bit. So, well, it is at zero point five. It is the correct one, but there's there's very little liquidity there at the moment. It's like twenty three k liquidity. And then a market cap of 260 mil. Oh, that's a recipe for a moonshoot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you sneeze and you're in five bill. Fucking <laughs> hell. Yeah. It'll just get arbed away though, won't it? But yeah, I think I think deck screen will probably just need to update Aerodrome as a as a mainstay Dex on, on base. But um, there'll be good, some good farming. I think there'll be a lot more uh, people deploying over there as well but it's good to know that there's like a trustworthy dex that has kind of incentives so mm. um i don't get why they do it like when if you get a first mover and you know that base is going to go live and you have a dex like why not just kind of see it through and try and make like it as good as possible because you'd make way more money doing that than fucking rugging it after like three days because <laughs> you've generally got 12 year olds who see a hundred grand and lose their minds and just decide okay this is it this is life-changing money i can now i can now buy toothpicks and a steak and i'm out of here it's basically what happens i'm sure <laughs> i'll be gone in a week imagine imagine creating a sustainable business at the age of 12 i don't think most <laughs> jesus christ mate <laughs> i I did on eBay and then PayPal fucking rugged me. There you go. PayPal specialise in rugging people. It's just the way they are, I suppose. Um, you seen that PYUSD isn't doing very well. Yes, they're getting initiated on Coinbase to pump it. I'm not surprised. Coinbase. So what was why, the other one? Why would, it be, why would it be listed on Coinbase if it's a competitor of USDC and Circle? Because Coinbase no, just, just made a big strategic investment in USDC. I suppose Peter Thiel says what happens in Silicon Valley. He's like the, the king over there, isn't he? So, what was the other base? What was the other base play that you had? You were quite chuffed about it. 
Yeah, I really like this. Based. So this That's is a cool based. name as well, and the, the branding is super cool as well. So this is yeah, based markets. Let me see if I can show you the homepage because the homepage is really good. Um, yeah, it's really it's really good, isn't it? And so very very I, Web three DeFi. I like it. So I really like it for a few reasons. One, I looked at it and if it didn't have this UI and this branding, I'd have just disregarded it. But it made me like a little bit interested to dig a little bit deeper. So if anyone's listening that's using kind of mid-journey for their UI and their branding and their graphics and shit, just hire a good graphic designer because it's it just increases your funnel massively and it makes people pay attention, in my opinion. So, so what it is... Um, so on the, on, the, on, the, on the landing page, you've got base markets are intent-based derivatives. So what does that mean? No LPs, no order books, no trading-based Oracle prices, no infinite slippage, no pre-locked liquidity. These markets are 100% economically sound and base-pilled. <laughs> so, so if anyone's ever used CowSwap or 0x, which Magic can provide, or Hashflow or the copycat of Uniswap X, which is going to use request for quote or RFQ as well. Basically, they are able to tap into on and off-chain liquidity to provide the best price at the lowest slippage. So someone's effectively doing a kind of OTC trade and then they're taking a small spread on that. So that's for spot, but these guys are looking to do it with um, perps and futures. So this is why it becomes really, really interesting because if you've got on and off chain market makers effectively saying, yeah, I'll take that trade in a real high frequency environment. Some of the assets that they've got listed on here, it's basically infinite as long as the both sides of the party are ready to kind of take the bet. So this is really, really interesting. I haven't really seen it anywhere else, but you can just kind of see the list of assets that they could potentially list if both sides of the trade are, are available to do it. And then it just comes down to like a liquidation engine and liquidation bots to actually see the trade through and like effectively if it needs to get closed and it needs to get closed. But it's one more really interesting thing that you wouldn't necessarily see and it doesn't get mentioned. There's no team allocation. Zilch. We know one other we know one other team that has that within the protocol and that's the Maya Dar lads. So they, they also Never have taken a team allocation either. How's the team going to make money then for themselves? They take profitability off what the protocol earns from a salary base, yeah. which obviously gets ratified by governance. I know, but I mean, like, how would how would a project like base do? Because I can't imagine. So I would imagine. Governance. Would imagine the same. Okay. I don't know. Maybe they just at this point they're probably just paying themselves a salary from fees. I would imagine. Um, I mean, this thing's definitely going to make fees, so they're counting on that. And if they are doing what Grant is saying they're going to do efficiently, they'll make a serious amount of coin. Because as you know, dexes make serious money. You know, if they've got trade coming through. And it's, 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 it's fees on the. That is a thing. I mean, right now the market cap on this thing is at three point three mil. It's it's really it's peanuts. Even in this mar even with a bear market, I still think it's peanuts when you've got you know an aim an aim bot who's trading at twenty mil. You know, like that's early. I think like, it's it even less than that as well because 
okay. You getting like GMX vibes? This is Don't probably know, yeah. better. I think in many ways this might be a better product in terms of what it's endeavoring to do. Obviously, it needs to, on a theoretical basis, it looks like it might be a better product because you're having such a better spread and so many more options on the pairs. I mean, so, what does GMX have? It's it's ETH and Bitcoin. Yeah, no, GMX V2's got ETH, Bitcoin, Link, AVAX, Uni, Sol, XRP, Litecoin. Okay. GMX V2 can have can theoretically have anything that has an oracle price it just needs to get voted in by governance which is quite interesting so i've been flicking through their announcements and broadcast channels on discord for the past couple of days i've been lurking (laughs) so grant Grant, just a just a quick question just before i forget would you say quickly that gmx right now is undervalued yes Continues. Not sir. financial advice. Yeah, yeah. I don't think people understand V2. They should go and listen to that interview I did with CoinFlip. Yeah, okay. And I know a shitload of projects that are building on top of it already as well. So um, so the only way you can get access to the better access is creating a thread and then posting it in here and it getting approved and then you can go and trade on it. The initial tokens will, it will be, uh, let me see if I can see on the website, like a trade to earn model. So this little great Pepe flywheel spins it out trade more on base markets and more base more trading fees generates more fees more fees equal more base price <laughs> so the stake base will also have rev share for the for the token as well so um yeah the base flywheel <laughs> but so, you know what like, like... Little... Oh, sorry. Go on. no no mate you, you finish your, your trajectory yeah so they've launched on aerodrome they've put up uh there's aero incentives on there. I think there's 24k in the pool for people to go and deposit liquidity. So I think they've got like 1.5 mil liquidity across Uniswap and Aerodrome. Last time I checked, this one I didn't really understand, and I but well, so I need to look into it. But for people who are just listening, it says hey, hey, best community, we are thrilled to announce that our collaboration with the Sim Team S Y M M. I don't know who they are. Has officially been finalized. Here's the breakdown. We've su- successfully secured 1,000 Deus and 4.400.401 SIM in exchange for 50,000 base. 4.4 million SIM puts out percentage of owning the supply at 0.5%. This puts us in the minimum. This puts the minimum into the 60% profit share of the profit share range officially. Additionally, we agreed to use part of the trade and profits to acquire more SIM from the open market in the future to acquire up to maximum 5% of profit. So it looks like they're using protocol revenue to buy more SIM. So I probably need to have a little look at what that SIM is. I don't get the tie back to Deus. Um, purchasing Deus will be used to bootstrap our liquidity on Aerodrome, Velo, and Base until our trade um, model operates at full throttle. So we need, to, we need to have a little look into that and what this SIM is as well, because that was a little bit confusing for me, to be honest. The Sims on Celo. I don't think it is because if you look at that token, like price change the last 24 hours, zero liquidity, 610 bucks for 24 hour volume, a dollar. That can't be right, can it? It can't be right. It's weird. Yeah. That's definitely the wrong Sim. I've never even heard of Sim. No, no, why? Simio. Do you know what Simio is? 
This is some. Ladies and gentlemen, we present in-house unscripted sleuthing before your very eyes. We have no <laughs> idea what we're doing right now, but we will eventually. <laughs> it looks like you're. Uh... I've got a little Benny barking in the background. Apologies. Benny the legend. It looks like an escrow contract for derivatives. And it looks like Based might be just whacking the UI UX on top of it. Sim well, you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of like what Hero have got going on. But they haven't dolled it up as well as Hero have, I don't think. <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I like I like it. I like the price action on it. I like how it's moving in the right direction. Um, and yeah, I think I was looking at the contracts the other day and there's quite a lot of the supply locked away. I think there's only like 60% in circulation. So that 3.3 million is uh, probably closer to like 2.4, 2 2.4. 2 Always good to check direct source and check what testing and check what like OTC deals have happened. And so, yeah, it's it's a unique product on a new, on a new chain. And I think those are the ones that always do well. So... And I haven't seen great. this kind of product rolled out on anywhere else. Great, great liquidity for the market cap that's present as well. Yeah, it's like fifty percent, really. It's great, yeah. Um, now, what I would like to see with, with stuff like this is like we, we've we've gone into it before. You know, we, we've all. I think if anyone's been following us for a long time, we're, we're bullish on DEXs. We love a DEX, and somehow we've managed to work and experiment with ninety-five percent of all DEXs out there. Now we've obviously got like we've got like the bots versus Dex wars happening. Now obviously like the bots you can take on your mobile phone and like carry around with you and do some on-chain degeneracy just uh, as you're going. What I would really like to see from any of these like Dexes that are coming out is one obviously have like a mobile UI, but then number two also transition into the bot side of thing. And as I'm speaking this, it kind of sounds like something that um, someone like nolo could end up doing because this is just me like brain fighting if you got a discord bot for perps already you may as well generate the fees within that realm but then also have the realm of the decks for people who like to use things like uh or sorry who like to use a web-based uh interface so that's what i think i'd like to see and i wouldn't be surprised if we see a narrative like that coming from uh, all of these decks or the ones that stay around anyway i know i know a, a big old app i'm gonna just say app so it's a bit generalized that's looking into mobile first every like mark my words i've never been so sure on anything after everyone signed up for friend tech they realized that everyone needs to be mobile first and i don't know how fucking long we've been saying that everyone needs to be mobile first like asia is mobile first like that's what it is and these fuckers like to gamble and a lot of people are moving over to asia a lot of venture capital is moving over to asia um Coinfest last week, it was just a lot of people, capital allocators, saying they're not sure what's happening in the in the US. We're going to look further afield into more high risk, high payouts. Yeah, it's, it's already happened, hasn't it? The whole kind of like, let's get out of here because it's just right now. If I mean, I've posted on Twitter this many times. If you're a US citizen who is a dev or is directly Involved in crypto, the last place you want to be is the US. It's just like 
the current administration is is so freaking vehemently opposed to anything that is crypto related and which leads us on to the next topic of discussion gentlemen this whole grayscale thing so grayscale won this this court case with the sec now the sec gets back to to 45 days is it to decide whether they're going to award a spot etf to to grayscale why would they why would they it makes absolutely no sense that they would oppose them right yes you'll get okay, a chance okay, I don't see it happening, dude. I honestly don't see this. the SEC raising the white flag. First of all, you're going to get probably one of the most arrogant dudes in the whole administration turning around and saying, okay, well, here we go. Here's your Bitcoin ETF. I just don't see it happening. Anyways, go for it, Dan. Sorry, I was going to say, so the way I've been reading and the way I've been interpreting it is they've they've won, but they haven't won. All they have done is they have earned an opportunity for the sec to go back and re-review uh the filing that's actually that that they had presented going forwards and what the judge the judges didn't like just some of the wordings that were used that the sec you sorry that the sec used in order to to shut them down so essentially like the sec's explanation wasn't good enough for the courts now they've been awarded a reason Sorry, they've been uh, sorry. They've been awarded like a reason to go and uh, look at it again to then present another case at the end of this forty-five day period. So by no by no means by no means is this bullish. Is this this is not not bearish? It's kind of like okay, cool. So they're going to go and review it. What happens then? I think one of two one of two things will happen. Obviously, up or down, right? Uh, one of two things will happen. Either the SEC and its minions will formulate another excuse to you know, to, to further push back any kind of like Bitcoin uh, ETF, or this is going to be the turning point and the lifeline that the SEC needs. Because let's be honest, Gary Gens is an absolute fucking tool, mate. Absolute tool. The way he has like dug himself a hole and he just uh, kept on digging, digging that hole. And he's looked really awkward, like when he's done any kind of interviews. This now almost helps him save face from being like the 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 innovator destroyer of the United States of America like it's it's it obviously it's going to go one of two ways but i don't know i'm i don't know i i think this whole like bitcoin etf thing it's bullish but it's not as bullish as people think and i'm going to leave that there that price action isn't bullish <laughs> Not a, not a chance is that price action bullish. It's just, Fun. I mean, you couldn't get the chairman of BlackRock to move the needle. Now you're going to get a theory and an idea. No chance. I'm sorry, guys. It's, it pains me to say this. It really, I hate having to deal with this reality more probably than even the biggest bulls in the room. But this is not what we need. What we need right now is clear clear confirmation and a big thumbs up and a green light and we're just not getting that at the moment and even then it's going to be really hard to move the needle did you see this with Uniswap? Right, we need more people to come back in like we need more people to come back in but the, the thing that people are missing is what is this like bitcoin etf like they're taking they're robbing us ladies and gentlemen of our bitcoins our decentralization they are taken away from us okay they're taking these bitcoins and then they're going to go put them into like a nice little basket in real life right they're going to take that basket and then they're going to put it onto something like interactive brokers saxo e-toro and sell that financial product yeah 
to the real life people yeah you do not need to like you don't need a web free wallet you don't need like usdc you can take your hard earned pounds and dollars that are real and go and buy like this 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 safe product right instead of going coming the way we did like pure degeneracy and having like you know a bajillion dollars just sitting in your in your in your google chrome or your brave browser like people are failing i think people are failing to see that yeah, well, this comes back to what we were saying at the beginning of the show, doesn't it? Like, account abstraction, social social recovery, yeah. traditional sign-in, like, that all just obfuscates all that shite away. Because, like, a lot of people just don't even face that. Like, the Uniswap wallet is great, but you still need Eve to purchase your favorite shitcoin that your, your taxi driver just told you about. But now the way that everything's moving with gasless wallets and if there's a smart wallet, smart contract wallet implementation with Google sign in or Twitter sign in or whatever, that you don't need to pay for gas. You can pay for it in the token that you're kind of starting off with. It's it's all moving in the right direction. It's all going to change. This Hayden Adams from the founder of Uniswap posted the huge way in long live DeFi. One long fear of mine has been bad legal interpretation of our complex and technical industry. It's Highly motivational to see the US courts hold up arguments I've felt deeply for for years. Below are some of the most base smart contract court comments. So the ongoing case with Uniswap and the SEC, um, Uniswap and uh, who was it from? Uh, what was this? What was the Southern District plan? of New York? So what was the plan? To, what was the precedent here? What happened? So they got, they got, um, they got, let me just find it. They got subpoenaed and I think they got kind of sued. But like, if you look at like some of the actual documentation that's coming out of it, a lot of it is very, like if I was, if you, if I was to put money on it before I'd seen this, I'd have thought it's going to go over everyone's heads. Uniswap is going to get fucking dragged, like absolutely dragged through a hedge backwards. Um, and it's going to favor, despite the logic of Uniswap's argument and Andreessen Horowitz and Paradigm and all that shit, sentiment about the industry is going to have so many negative connotations towards it that they're just going to get dragged through the hedge. But I have a, like a little bit of hope because like, after reading this, and I'll leave it in the description below if anyone wants to read it. I'm not re- going to read it all, but it just seems like there's sensible people looking at this and just saying, no, the argument yeah. against this is complete nonsense. And I just is... like, I must be like just yeah. generally skeptical about everything, but I was like really pleasantly surprised at this. But the thing is, granted, this is the whole basis of what DeFi is all about. And I apologize in advance for the rant that I'm about to go on, but it's it's like if you look at it in its bare kind of like the 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 bare minimum of what it is, is that it's code that has been instructed to do X, Y, and Z. Now they're going and they're arresting dudes that have written code that's doing X, Y, and Z. And there's got to be like, we've got to distinguish here. Where does that line actually exist? And what these court cases are doing is that they are defining where those lines are. This is the way that it is. As it says here, you know, it defies logic that a drafter of computer code underlying a particular software platform could be liable under this section for a third party's misuse, which is what's happening with the mixer software which is what's happening where they're arresting these dudes. So what's going on right now is that you've got the legal system that's making sense of this whole thing, but the politicians and their curtailing to the banks or whatever their motivation might be, 
is doing their own thing because they've got their own self-interest at heart where you've got all these boomers who are saying, no, 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 we can't have crypto. We need to stop it in its tracks. And what's going to happen is eventually the United States will reach a point where crypto will prosper and the whole thing. But by then, everybody else is going to be 10 years ahead of them. And that's where the real issue comes for Americans and crypto. Or I'm going to say it's not 10 years. I I reckon, and I'm going to come at it, I'm going to say it now, I think they're going to start making America great again. And I think we're going to start to see crypto adoption getting like more more thumbs up uh, in the US because... But when is that going to happen? It's a grayscale. Only if a a Republican wins, bro. Only if a Republican, in my opinion, wins. Because the current Democratic... And I don't support either. I'm just looking at what's playing out as, as like from a political, as an outsider looking in. I think I think we're gonna put MAGA on this hat. Put MAGA on the put MAGA on this based hat. Imagine that. (laughs) Now watch it. Well, watch it. They're gonna make America great again with a lot of like the the rulings of some of the projects. They're also gonna absolutely slam. And I put this in the newsletter. They're gonna start to slam. We're gonna see a lot more Binance fight coming out. Why? Binance hold a fat bag of Bitcoin and who is on all of the uh, ETF applications, Coinbase. Coinbase is American. Binance is Chinese. The Chinese have infiltrated our Bitcoins and they want to get them back. Just watch. (laughs) I'm not going to argue with that rationale because that's the kind of rationale that plays out in other scenarios all the time. And I've, I'm too scared to disagree with you at this point in time, to be honest. Highly Good, I'm getting really heated up and passionate. Like, I'm gonna I can my, see my that, yeah. But I like that whole thing that Hayden put forward, long live DeFi, because it is about the code. It is about contracts. And it doesn't matter what you think or what you say. It's like it's irrelevant, really. It's, it's just you can't come and impose your bullshit on code. It's just not possible. The fact that the Tornado Cash developers, like... That's bullshit, dude. It's like that is that is where we need to be fighting this thing. Like the fact that those dudes have been put in jail and been arrested is absolutely unacceptable. It's like the fundamental human rights, like on every level, dude. It's like I'm outraged. I hear see you. now I'm gonna start shouting. Mate, we are we're all getting really passionate now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. With me. Right. Is there anything else you want to wrap up with? Because it's getting late here and I still need to post the article on Rainmaker. <laughs> Which is really, Rainmaker? really awesome, by the way. Yeah, just going Rainmaker, back that's... to when you were talking about account abstraction. So, you know, full disclosure, we we are we we are doing some content for and working with a Rainmaker. Uh, and that's because they have a very, very good uh, mobile first um wallet which does let you do DeFi on there. i'm doing a podcast with the founders uh, this evening um which will be out next week so i'm really excited to hear more uh, about what they're doing what they got coming up and you know ask them some quick fire questions yeah, so we, we, just... should, we should lean heavily into this and try and get as much of anyone who's helping with onboarding ease of wallets like anyone who's trying to push to onboard like the next however many people we should lean heavily into that with the content i think over the coming months so I mean, I know that I know that recently, just to close out from our side, I know that recently there's been like a lot of negativity in the market. I mean, I'm like short term, super super bearish, um, but I think there needs to be perspective once again around the fact that you know, despite the, despite there being a lot of struggle in the market, a lot of protocols like really like 
really battling out there just to keep things going. There's also a lot of really positive stuff happening. There's a lot of protocols that are coming in with some fucking good ideas and really are looking to change things up. And, and we're very fortunate that we get to speak to these protocols literally on a daily basis. And it's not slow going, guys. Like, it's really like busy out, out in the kind of like the builds part of it. You know, they talk about bears and building and the rest of it. People have forgotten that. They've kind of like gotten so caught up in their own like like emo and not getting good results from their trading that they're actually forgetting that the big picture right now is people are building. There's a lot going on and there really is a lot to look forward to. So just try and remember that. It's not just about what you're seeing in front of you and your charts and the fact that your your PL looks like shit. Trust me, pretty much everyone is in the same situation. Things are going to get better. Just be patient. I know there's, there's probably more pain coming, but I think at the end of it, just stick around. Keep your chin up. Survive and have some shekels to throw when the market's good. Fuck knows when that's going to be. Anyone who tells you any different is full of shit. Um, and if they argue with that, tell them to come see, come see us Me. in Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, a small guy, and neither is Dan. <laughs> all right <laughs> well you done gents yeah and that's a wrap right that's a wrap all the like and subscribe like stuff and do subscribe. that yeah like do and that. subscribe oh, you filthy apes oh henry's not gonna feed me my tea